Alright guys, Gamers Cafe is open for business. That's right. Come sit down. Enjoy your time here. And if you, well, had a bad day, just come on and sit down anyways. And just let, let it all flow out. Let it all flow out. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Dicer. And let's get on with the show. Alright, it looks like uh, Gwent. Now, if you're wondering, what's, what's, what's actually Gwent? What is this thing called Gwent? Why is Gwent Gwent? What is Gwent? And all those other things. Um, it's actually a mini game that was from The Witcher 3 that was a very popular card game inside the game that was never supposed to be that popular, but it actually became very popular, so there's that. Uh, but it's now becoming its own full-fledged card game because electronic card games have been really popular, thanks to Hearthstone and a few other ones. So they're finally rolling out uh, more closed beta invites in the coming weeks or next week. So if you signed up in around June, uh, look up, look for your uh, email, you know, the email message. I don't know why I could say that. Email message for the invite and go on and have some fun playing. I don't think I signed up for it and I just really still don't have much time to actually do everything, but you guys enjoy it anyways. It's probably going to be a fun game. I have played it. Uh, the game inside Witcher 3, and that was actually really good. So, like I said, enjoy the game because it's gonna be a good one. Alright, are you an ARC player? Well, it looks like ARC is getting a, a tech tier. That's right, it's getting all tacky on us. Finally, uh, with different types of weapons, different types of helmets, armors, uh, even some underwater bases. That's right, you can finally build bases underwater, you know, to protect yourself from the ravaging hordes of... Oh, this is in Portland, Oregon. I'm, my bad. Uh, no, it's it's going to be... It's an interesting thing, um, and it looks like it's going to be kind of fun. I have not really played Ark at all, but it looks very interesting to see what they're actually doing, especially with the helmet where it allows you to see friendly, foe, neutral... Uh, beasts as well, night vision, that's that's a really nice thing probably to have as well. Plus with all the different uh, rifles that are going to come out, plus with the armor. Now it's going to have some rare materials, so you're going to have to use that that way, so you're not going to be able to, you know, just make all this tech stuff. There's going to be a tree as well, but the underwater base is coming eventually. It's not, it's not the first one. But hey, light laser cannon dinos? That's going to be fun. That's going to be Super duper fun. All right, Homefront the Revolution's second uh, DLC story is out now. Now, I I played it for the free weekend, was not really that enthused about it. It was kind of meh. That was about it for me. I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's not great, but it's meh. Uh, but hey, if you enjoyed it, that's all that matters, right? It's all matters that you enjoyed it. So, what uh, what you can do is, you know, get this and actually uh, have a little bit more story to it and, you know, play a little bit more of it. Now, it's going to be about $6 for the Aftermath DLC, and it, it takes place after the Aftermath. And, oh no, the voice of freedom, Benjamin Walker, has been broken by the KPA. It is now broadcasting counter-revolutionary propaganda for the enemy. So, you embark as Ethan Brady to, well... 
assassinate the man, but then figure out that you probably shouldn't defy his orders to rescue him. So it should be interesting to see what's if that would actually be good or not. I will not be reviewing it because, well, there's a lot of other games I got to review, so it's just not one on my list. I'm sorry. All right, now some Overwatch news. First off, there's a new patch for the PTR or the public test servers. Um, and it looks like it's a very interesting thing going on with Farah. That's right, the ever-loving rocket launcher flying around mech woman may be able to fly forever now. Uh, now, what I mean by fly forever is not that you can just use her um, flying mechanic over and over again, but you can fly, it jumps about 35% higher, and then you can, you know, do the ch -ch, you know, the, uh, just press the space bar and kind of like float a little bit down, have another one, and go even higher. So for those players who are really good at Fara, you could be basically flying in the air for all eternity until Bastion or a really good Widowmaker kills you because there are some good ones out there as well. But it looks like to be an interesting thing to be able to, uh, you know, fly forever. Uh, now, if this will be an actual tweak for the main or non-public test server, uh, remains to be seen uh, because they're just testing it out and it's not it's not going to be confirmed this is actually going on to everybody else. They're just testing it out. See if it's a good thing or not. If it's not, you'll never see it. You'll never see it. But if you want to, uh, just head on over to Battle.net and download the PTR instead uh, to actually try it out. And you can also try out Sombra, which I have not tried out yet, but I heard she's fun and annoying at the same time. But that's what happens with Infiltrator classes. They're fun and annoying at the same time. Also coming up for Overwatch is a free weekend. That's right. November 18th through the 21st, you will be able to, get to play Overwatch for free. That means you'll be able to get to play all 22 heroes, all 13 maps in the quick play. Uh, versus AI, custom game, and weekly brawl modes. No competitive, I'm sorry, you have to pay for that one. Uh, you'll also get loot box leveling and unlocks will work as normally during the free weekend. Now, if you want to actually purchase it, you'll actually still retain all that stuff as well. If not, well, it could go bye-bye. I mean, you never really know. But hey, if you were looking to jump into it and see if you actually like Overwatch, that would be the best time to do it. Check it out, it's a pretty fun game. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, so check it out for yourself if you need to. And all right, in Division news, that's right, Division is still around. I know it's it's weird and amazing at the same time. But Division is getting a survival mode, plus with its own trailer about it. And in this mode, you are, well, surviving, as it says. You have uh, about two days or so to get back to the HQ and well unfortunately you're infected with disease that will kill you oh sorry two hours not two days oh kill you in two hours well you can do it for two days but you already be dead way before all that like 46 hours later you could play it and never move but you would still be dead uh now survival so modes are always interesting now the whole problem with this is that you actually have to drink food and water. Now in real life you're not really going to go hungry that badly or die from hunger in two hours or thirst. It takes a little while for that to happen. But I understand where they're coming from to make it a little bit interesting make it 
seem to be more fun. It just doesn't make much sense to me why they would choose that one. How about the infection rate and the cold? Because those are very important things too. You will not have your regular gear for this, so have fun with it. I kind of was over uh, the division for a while. It wasn't that fun to me after a while. It was great for a while, and it was just me. That's how I felt about it. If you are still playing it, more power to you. It's not a bad game. It's just I don't prefer it as much anymore. All right, anyways, Skyrim Special Edition gets a patch to fix the old patch. That's right, the old patch I was supposedly supposed to fix some things. Well, it kind of broke some things at the same time, too. So what they did is they brought out another patch to fix whatever the patch messed up. I know, it's very confusing. But what it basically did was that general stability performance ish and performance improvements fixed related to using Alt-Tab while playing a game. So basically, if you aren't a big gamer or know much about gaming, when you want to kind of like not get out of the game, but you want to switch to something else, you press the Alt-Tab to, you know, do that. You usually do it when you're not playing the game too, but it's a lot of gamers use that. I do it too. Alt-Tab, Alt-Tab. Also test it out to see if a game will actually not crash on you when you're, you know, reviewing the game. Like, oh, what are the all tab? Well, yep, broke the game. All right, pick on my notes. Uh, but it also fixed uh, issue with water flow not rendering properly. That would be interesting. Fixed crash related to changing from werewolf back to human form. Fixed crash related to reloading after changing load order of mods. Ooh, that's a pretty bad one, especially if you love your mods. I'd be on PC though. Oh no, you can. I'm pretty sure you can do it on consoles now. I know for Fallout 4, but I'm not sure about that. The general bug fixing and improvements with the browsing mods. And that's all about what it's supposed to be about the patch. Now, the patch 1.1 was supposed to fix the terribly bad sounds that was going on. So the problem was is that when it came out, Instead of the WAV file, it was a very compressed file and it sounded worse than it did before and so they had to go and fix that because people were like, ah, I want my better sound. It sounds so much better. Anyways, moving on, it looks like Firewatch is finally getting its free roam mode. That, well, it actually went live today and you can, well, free roam through Firewatch. I mean, the game was alright. I wasn't too enthused about it. I think the game kind of broke down by the end where it was just like, what? I mean, the acting was superb, as everybody has said. The uh, kind of the graphics were great, but the just how they portrayed just the scenic view of nature was very beautiful. Um, and it, it was one of those games where you kind of like uh, felt something for the characters for quite a while until they all until about the end, and then you kind of was like, "What?" Uh, but yeah, you can now free roam it and uh, have fun with that if you are really into Firewatch. I kind of haven't played it in a very long time. I got rid of it. I was like, not like refund, but I went, all right, I'm done. I'll probably play it later. Type of a thing. All right, my Metroid fans, if there is one watching right now or listening, can't really, you could try to watch me, but it just really won't work. Um, Metro 2035, well, it did have a 2017 launch window and well, yeah, it's not going to work. Uh, Deep Silver has decided that mm, don't think 2017 is going to quite work with that, so we're going to change it. So if you were thinking to play a new Metroid game this coming up year, well, I have some bad news for you. You have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, but hey, that's the that's 
that's the life of game developing and wanting games that you can't have sometimes. So be on the lookout for probably maybe late 2017, early 2018 is probably what I was thinking would be kind of more of the better launch window for them. But I don't know because I don't know where the development cycle is at all and how well it's going. All right, do you have a VR and do you really love strategy games? Well, Amada made, well, Red Alert 2 and it looks really good in VR. He used a modern version of it using the Unreal 4 engine and um, VR and actually looks kind of cool with the little remote and kind of a in-dash um, tablet where you click on something and you place it. It looks very fun and almost a good selling point VR units because I still am on the fence about it. I'm not quite sure about it. They look interesting. They look fun in some ways, but they are very expensive. And the, the other downside is that they're very expensive. They're not cheap, everybody. They're really not. But it did look fun. It did look interesting. It did like the way of like having like a tablet where you did that. And I mean, it looked a little bit more of a RTS game and probably management more a little bit more i mean it's kind of saw it look very interesting i'm not quite sure how well it's going to do with actual like battle and selecting units and all that other stuff but it did look interesting on the building phase of it that's all i'll say about that i might could say more but i yeah. all right mass effect andromeda yes it finally released a new trailer for it uh, last week this week uh but it looked very fun and very interesting uh, now they're saying that there, this one is is not going to have a trilogy whatsoever. It's going to be part, basically, a story within a world, so they can do other stories if they want to, and they can do other stories within the Andromeda world as well. So it's not going to be more of the first Mass Effect trilogy where you Shepard's story arc and uh, all these different types of cliffhangers. If there were some, there were actually too many cliffhangers in that one. They kind of did have a self-sustaining game, but carried it on type of thing um but if you're looking for that that's not going to be it it's going to be a more of a standalone this is the end type of game which is really good for, i mean i'm all for it i'm all for not having every game have to have a trilogy it, you, you don't have to do it that way i mean it's okay to not do a trilogy but that's how it is but i'm very excited to see where this actually goes and it actually is going to be a good game if it's not going to epically fail on its ending like Mass Effect 3. Everybody still remembers that one. Alright, well, Call of Duty news. Um, yeah, I have some bad news for you Call of Duty fans. Infinity War is not Warfare, excuse me, it's not doing very well. Um, the free, the first weekend player count is just one quarter of Black Ops 3, that's right. Yeah, Black Ops 3 was actually way more popular. Uh, it's been down. It's down about 50%. And that's compared to last year, Black Ops 3, which was down from Advanced Warfighter in 2014. So there's been a downwards trend to it. So this could be an interesting tide of a turn of, tide turn of events. Turn of events? Tide turn of events? It just could be an interesting uh, moment to actually you know reflect on it. Is Call of Duty finally waning after 16 long years of yearly releases? Can't believe it lasted that long being that popular, but maybe people are starting to get tired of Call of Duty every single year. 
it gets a little little much just a little much now this is more for pc um the steam charts last year had black ops 3 peak at 63,681 concurrent players during its launch uh, weekend. Now, this one, Infinity Warfare, peak concurrent player for the weekend was 15,280. It's not a good launch window. Plus, with the split between Windows Store and Steam, you probably you had a split between the player base, which never is a good thing, by the way. Uh, but yes, um, just that just really wasn't that great. Also to mention that Black Ops 3 right now has around 5,000, 6,000 players playing it per hour, which is not bad, uh, but that's way down from the player base a year later, and I'm kind of skeptical how big the player base is going to be a year later for Infinity Warfare. So it looks like it's not doing a very good job, and it looks like, well, bundling the remaster of Modern Warfare was not the best way of doing it. Because people were upset and they were like, I don't want to buy this game to get this game. I just want this game. Why can't I just buy this game? You had to go and do the deluxe so we couldn't get the game. Alright, um, Grand Theft Auto Online has some interesting uh, things arriving. The Tron-style light cycle is here. That's right, on, on GTA Online Deadline, this is where you kind of, you know, kind of fill out your Tron fantasy and with light cycles which I'm kind of jealous because I haven't played in a while but hey it looks kind of awesome not gonna lie with you know the little uh, light stream that you can block people off and kill them with as well looks all good looks pretty awesome with the black and the orange and the blues and it does look really cool and if you want to do it try it out that's all I gotta say about it but it looks really cool Alright, Dishonored 2. Now I am going through it. I've only got really my impressions so far. I'll just say later in the in the episode. But uh, they have announced there's going to be a performance patch. will be out in the coming days. That's right. People have been, and I actually haven't experienced this, but performance issues with it. And they've been very vocal about it. And so they're like, yes, a patch is coming. Just wait for it. Wait for it. Um, so, that, yeah, that's what it is. Now, Bethesda has said, hey... If it's running slow, novel idea. Turn your graphics down. I mean, it's, whoa, boom, mind blown. I know, that's, never would have thought about that. I know. Turn your graphics down. And it, it seems like when you call tech support, it's like, did you uninstall this? Did you restart the computer? You're like, yes, I did all that. Can we just get to the more complicated things that I'm supposed to do? Because I'm not that dumb. Uh, but... Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like a done no-brainer, but some people can be a little naive about their system and be like, yes, I can do this, and it's like, why is it going five frames per second? But I did notice at certain points in Dishonored 2 that there was a, a FPS drop in certain weird areas. It just didn't really make much sense to me, but it's completely understandable if you know your system and it's just not working, that's legitimate. I'm not saying that all of them aren't, but all of them are probably not either. It's in the middle. It's always in the middle, guys. Anyways, Corsair is um, throwing some interesting new peripherals out. Yes, affordable gear, I know. Weird, right? Uh, Harpoon RBG mouse and the K55 keyboard. Uh, it's going to cost you about 100 bucks each, so about $50 split. And you kind of get a pretty good lightweight mouse and a um, 
RGB type keyboard. Now you can't really change uh, the keyboard's colors in any way like that, but why not? I mean, it's not bad for the price you get for it, and it looks pretty good. And Cor uh, Corsair is uh, pretty good. It's a pretty good uh, brand as well. I have a keyboard with them. Really good keyboard. Love it. Um, and they're not a sponsor, so they did not pay me to say that. Buy with my own money. Um, but yeah, so if you're looking for that, I'll put that on there. I also will probably put uh, my whole, you know, holiday guys shindig together for you in this coming week because I actually have more free time now. But yeah, uh, it's a good thing. The mouse now ha does have 60,000 DPI optical sensor with advanced tracking and high speed motion detection, you know. To, you know, help you drive things, and then it also has a on the fly down to uh, 250 DPI as well. So that's pretty good uh, configuration for that as well. On the back lining, it's going to cost you around 30 bucks. Uh, so it's a it's a full size plank with dedicated number pad in the right side and half dozen other dedicated macro. On the left, it's a, not a mechanical keyboard, though. Pursuer, well, does claim it is. So. It's not really fully. I've read. I read about it through different sources, through PC Gamer and other such sources, and they've kind of said, "No, it's not really a mechanical keyboard." But hey, for thirty bucks, can you really complain about it? Um, but yeah, there is none of that. There's none of that. None of that whatsoever. Um, it does have a dedicated Windows key lock, which is always good. Multi key, anti ghosting, and multimedia controls. So you got that as well. And detachable wrist rest. But yeah, so is around hundred, still around hundred bucks to actually get both of these. It's not actually a bad price. The mouse is about thirty bucks, and the keyboard's gonna be about fifty bucks. So it's actually a pretty good deal. Just check it out. All right, have you heard of Balboard? No, well, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Have you actually played it? I have. Uh, Battleborn was supposed to be kind of the competition to Overwatch, and well, that didn't go so well. Uh, basically, the player count has plummeted, and Gearbox knows that it's not really doing very well. Uh, it has around 300 people playing at a time, which is not that big. They like said it's just not a good thing at all. Uh, so, what a redditor wanted to do was to have a well, Battleborn day where they kind of help people, you know, get back into Battleborn and play it and help the newbies, you know, not suck. It can be difficult to play, uh, but the thing is, is that Gearbox has gotten into it and has kind of opened this up as Battleborn Day, where you get all these different things. So you get the uh, in-game events, you get the loot apocalypse, the play with devs, double XP, double credits, all rolled into one phenomenal weekend. What? Uh, you also get the special Battleborn Day queue with all kinds of fan favorite maps and modes. Try out all 29 heroes. Every character will be temporarily unlocked for all players. Enjoy 20% off all skins and taunts in the in-game marketplace. And swag giveaways on the Battleborn Facebook and Twitter channels and more. Whoa. Um, but yeah, this is to try to help to get people to actually come back and actually play this game. Look, it's actually not a bad game. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it's just... When it came out, it really only had two maps and one mode that I really wanted to play, and the rest of them I didn't really care about playing. But 
The problem is with this Battleborn Day and allowing people to play it is that it is a, still a full price game that you have to pay for. So I don't know how well this is going to go, especially with a very low uh, population count. It doesn't bode well for it, no matter how well it's going to be like, look, everybody's played. And you're like, yeah, no one else is playing after this weekend. Boom. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to try it out, try it out. I mean, why not? All right, do you have an HTC Vive? Vive. Um, yeah, I'm a little loopy tonight, so or today too. I mean, depending on where where you what where you're listening to it, I'm just a little loopy. Um, but HTC Vive is actually gonna get a $220 wireless upgrade kit. That's right. If you want to play wirelessly, it's gonna cost you another extra $220, even though the unit costs you $800. So you're about over a thousand dollars already. Uh, it's one of the better VR units out there. Well, not uh, well. I can't confirm or deny it. Just looks from other impressions that I've read. Looks like people like this a lot more than Oculus or any of the other ones out so far. Uh, the Daydream for Google is actually pretty good as well. But this one is actually pretty good, pretty robust. Kind of use it uses Steam as well in, cl- in collaboration, and also you can get uh, the TP Cast but only through the China site, and there's a very limited amount. So you have, if you have $220 to, you know, blow through, you can do it that way. But like I said, it looks, it's a little pricey. I'm not going to lie, it's, it's a little bit. All right, looks like CD Projekt Red denies uh, hostile takeover rumors. Yeah, it looks like uh, CD Projekt Red was buying back um, bonds or shares from its shareholders to make sure that no nefarious group tries to come in and, you know, do a hostile takeover, which is perfectly legitimate to actually do because uh, last month or a couple months ago, Ubisoft was in a pretty heated battle with a hostile takeover. Now, it didn't actually happen, but it can happen, and it's good that CD Projekt Red is still going to remain independent. Yeah. Uh, to me, they're one of the better developers out there so far. They make really great games. I mean, the Witcher series in general is just really good. They're all a little bit different. Combat was not as exciting as it could be, but they're all really good regardless. So if you're, you know, wanting to check that out, yeah, you should check out Witcher 3. I'm telling you, it's a really good game. But I'm glad that the rumor was false and that they were just doing it to kind of, you know, give a little extra insurance. So best witches to Project Red, CD Project Red, because they're a good game developer. All right, moving on to Plague Inc. Evolved. Adds Brexit and vampires in the latest update. That's right. You can have a vampire virus, you know, affect people, make people suck the blood out of other people, and the Brexit happen. Yes, you can actually have the Brexit happen in the game. So if Britain thinks, hey, we're going to leave the EU because they're all infected. We don't want to get infected. You see, you know, you can actually do that. Now, Plague Inc. is actually pretty game. It's pretty interesting for um, trying to figure out how you can infect the whole world with your plague, bacteria, virus. And I keep on adding some updates here and there. You can also play it on your um, mobile device as well. Yeah, they have an app for those too. All right, Watch Dogs 2. Now, I'm actually not going to be reviewing this game because, well, I just didn't really feel like it, um, to be honest with you. But... um, now they're promising that it's going to have a fresh, lighter tone, and more creative hacking options, better driving, and a seamless online experience. Yes, I played the first one. The first one was okay. There were some good, interesting things about it, but it just really kind of got boring after a while. 
This one is supposed to hopefully change it. I will actually not know because I will not be reviewing it. But they're hoping for that. There's been a lot of good early buzz so far. So it could actually be that. But some people have said it still feels kind of hollow and shallow. And it's not as good as it could be. But I do like the, the idea of having more creative hacking options to it. Because there was only so much you could do in the first Watch Dogs. And it kind of was after a while. I was like, ooh, I can explode this pipe in the street and then after a while you're like yeah i did this like thousands of times already i'm bored so allowing players a little bit more freedom to creatively hack the environment is always a welcome feature in my book i just won't review it just because so previous was never interested in it never never ever all right heroes of the storm designer invites community to you know help design a deggart cane that's right it's the ever lovable old guy telling you the world's going to end in diablo unless you save it uh he is the guy that loves to read books and loves to always say the world's going to end or diablo um and so they're asking the community hey help us make this character into heroes of the storm character so it should be interesting to see what actually goes with it I'm looking for a younger Kane that, you know, arcane magic, but he still reads books, so he does this. He, re he has book one hand, and he just kind of like waves his hand around, pretending he's doing magic. That would be awesome in general, uh, but that's just my opinion. I hope some other people can come up with really cool ideas, and Blizzard actually uses them. I know, right? All right, Rainbow Six Siege. Yes, a new operation is coming next week. It's called Operation Red Row it's taking place in China and there's a few new people as well there's um, some new operators Echo uh, he's basically tech, tactical technology driven operator it's also equipped with Supernova along with a, a MP5 SD4 as a primary weapon uh, so you got that one as well and you got another one coming as well um, so it should be interesting to see what what goes on with it as well uh with what the new one actually had with both of them actually have one guy one girl one more tech driven one more of an assault type character it seems like in the pictures that i've seen i don't really know for sure because i it's not out yet it's gonna come out but it's not out yet so if you're still playing Rainbow six siege which is a good game check that out as well uh, you're probably gonna enjoy that too anyways moving on to uh, my review of Titanfall 2. So I played it for quite a while. It, it was a pretty decent, solid game. Um, <laughs> I beat the single player tonight. <laughs> yes, the whole night. It took me about eight hours to complete. Completed from start to finish. It was an okay story. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was just mediocre. Uh, the dynamic between the pilot and the Titan was interesting, but it was just... Uh, cookie cutter heroes, cookie cutter enemies, just not in my contract, mercenary type people. It was just, it was alright. It wasn't great. It was just alright. The multiplayer was great for for the most part. I feel like there was a little bit of a step back from the first one, so there's that as well. But once I kind of got rolling, found out my like way style of fighting in it, it got a lot better. Uh, not going to lie, I got way, way better instead of me being frustrated about being killed all the time. It got better. Um, I had basically no problems with it whatsoever. It ran very smooth, which is very surprising to me since they foregone or goad or foregone. Yes, foregone the PC beta 
and never did it. I was actually anticipating some problems, but I actually never ran into those uh, so far. Like I said, I ran into no bugs, but with me thinking the multiplayer was okay and the story was okay, um, I'm going to give it a good brew. I mean, it's great. Four out of five. Actually, three and a half out of five cups. Uh, gameplay was fast, smooth. It was really good. It was really on point. It really felt that way. Um, felt good. Felt smooth. Um, the limiting mechs, so you have different types of mechs, but you can't really mix and match with them. Didn't really like that too much. Um, you had a little bit more options with your pilot than you did with your mech, which I really wanted more options with that, not just these cutter mechs to, you know, have. Uh, there's only very limited of it. Maps were a little limiting, but not too much. Uh, so you have that as well. Uh, but beyond that, like I said, your multiplayer was smooth, little to no bugs. I gave it three and a half out of five stars because of, well, mediocreness of both of them. And I just kind of missed that original Titanfall um, taste of it. And it just wasn't the same. Just To me, it was a little off, but it's still a really good game regardless. I recommend it. All right, and my impressions of Dishonored 2. Now, I've only played about maybe three levels of it. It's pretty good. Um, I had a little problem with it where it wasn't going on my gaming monitor. It started booting up and went on my Acer one, so I had to change that back. But beyond that, that was actually my only one. I did see some slowdown time with it, um, but it was still really, for what it is right now, it's still a really good game. Um, I just got some powers back. Because uh, you lost. You, you, they're lost forever. No, they're not. Um, I do like some of the choices that they have so far. I don't think I've only made two really big choices. Um, graphics are good. Uh, it was really, for the most part, for me, I didn't really find too many different um, glitches or FPS drops. Uh, I only found one. Uh, yeah, I only really found one. Uh, but beyond that, it's still pretty enjoyable so far. I'll be playing it more this week and this weekend uh so hopefully i'll have an actual review next friday for you as long as civilization 6 and i'll be you know going through uh tyranny as well i uh, got that game so look out for a review on that one too and all right now we're gonna go to gaming deals you should check out now we got a few good ones going on right now for we got some good uh free weekend deals so rim six siege is a free weekend uh, that's a good one to check out. We also have Squad, which is also free weekend and half off as well. We also have Beholder, which is 20% off. Hard Reset Redux, which is pretty good, is 75% off at five bucks. Uh, Play Hard is also on sale, and a slew of other games. There's a lot of games, about 38 of them. So go check them out. We also have the final sale of the Monsters Fall sale. That's right. So uh, if you haven't gotten a game right now and you really want one, it's this is the best time to do it because it's going to be gone, folks. It's going to be no more. Cannot have those deals anymore. Well, they probably could come back for the Christmas one. But for what we know, they, they couldn't. I just contradicted myself, and it's okay. And for Green Man, there's, there's a couple interesting... There's not really... Actually, I'll take that back. It's not really that many interesting deals. There's some good ones out there. Uh, the Talos Principles is 75% off. We also have the Elder Scrolls Special Edition for 15% off. And uh, Space Hulk Deathwing for 23% off. It's v and it's VIP, so be sure to sign up. Oh, and Dishonored 2 for 20% off. So if you're looking for Dishonored 2, that's a good one to get. 
All right, that is the end of Gamers Cafe. I'm closing up shop, guys. You gotta leave and go somewhere else. You can't stay here, but you can stay here on next Friday. I'm all that should do that. Um, but anyways, thank you for tuning in. Host Brad Dicer, as always, and please be sure to subscribe to get a digital coffee on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Acast, and Auto Radio. Yes, just got on that today, as I found out. Uh, also, uh, be sure to follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, Digital CO77EE. Also at Periscope, Digital CO77EE. Facebook, Digital Coffee Podcast. Instagram, Digital Coffee Podcast. YouTube, Digital Coffee Podcast. Player.me at Digital Coffee. And I'm also on the Twitch and the YouTube Gaming at Digital Underscore Coffee or Digital Coffee Podcast. And please consider supporting me on Patreon on Patreon and Podbean. I would really love it and maybe support you if I got some money. Um, but you don't have to, obviously. Uh, also, I have my new e-commerce store set up, so be sure to check out all those fun little uh, coffee mugs and t-shirts. All right, guys. See you tomorrow when I go through marketing news and marketing blend. All right, guys. Have a good Friday and Saturday-ish day before I see you again. If not... Have a good weekend anyways. Later.